When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Four, four, four. Hello, 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 hello. And welcome everybody, 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 everybody. So this week's episode of Cop End, Cop End, Cop End, Cop End. Fracas, 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 fracas. There's going to be a common theme in this pod, as you guessed from the um, from the intro music. It's going to be based on the number four. That's right. I feel like the count from Sessions Street. One, two, three, four. Four goals. Liverpool scored. Ha, 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 ha. And to discuss all this, I am your host, Chris, and I'm joined by Fahi and Peter. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Knock at the door number four, you know. You, you called me to jump on. I was like, cool, I'll jump on. Let's discuss what happened on Saturday. Let's talk about our bitches from North London. Um, but yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, a little bit busy with work, but hopefully, you know, with Christmas coming around the corner, we'll die a little bit down. And uh, yeah, have a bit more, a bit more free time to focus on other You're working hard for that Christmas bonus. Bro, got to, man. You know, you, you see how Chris... everyone ups, ups their work middle of November till the end of the year. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, Chris needs new shoes, baby. You know what I mean? Bro, work bro. Hard for that money. Just so they're front of mind of the directors and all that stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've been grafting, man. I've been grafting this year. Remember this report I made? Oh. Well, I- I've timed it really well because I'm working on this like really big project towards the end of the year. I'm like, there yeah, this, 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 this deserves all of the bonus money. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. this is classic corporate office. Um, <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, uh, for more, more on that, tune into Grindstone Fracas that will be coming soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Peter, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm, I'm lovely, man. I'm good, man. Just had to quickly crash it on on, on them on them boys, them YGs, you know. Man were telling me about what like like a Z, Smith Row, Saka, no. like I said on the um I said in the um Patreon, like Saka, Smith, good boys, like good boys, like man likes them guys, isn't it? Like good guys, but Come on, man. We're talking about the OGs here. We're talking about, like, you know what I'm saying? Premier League all-timers. Like, come on, man. I had to crash at them quickly, you know? Send, send you back home with nothing, man. Exactly, man. The, the the criminal disrespect that was going on towards one of the best front threes, not only in the Premier League, but in world football, was just was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. It reached, it, you know, this is what happens when Arsenal win a few few games against meaty teams. The no, confidence I, levels... I, I, I hate it had to be you, but... No, I actually, I love it. it. Had to be like, like Mariah says, you like it. I love it, man. Like, come on, man. The thing is, they were getting, they were getting like just a bit. You know, man was just starting to see a bit combined teams. I was starting to. They're getting a bit zesty, man. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see a bit too much dip on your chip. You know what I'm saying? So wow, that hot marinade. They, 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 they were up in the spice of it. <laughs> right. cool, I will see Saturday, cool, big boy. 
that's cool. Like Man, Man City. Uh, what did they say? They said, "Uh, I, I don't really mind that result. It was, I, I learned a lot from it." I went, oh, yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, what, I was, he- I, I was yeah. hearing terminology like free hit. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> There's no such thing as a free hit at the highest levels of football where you want to reach. What do you think you are, Norwich? Good Lord. Um, but of course, today's part is presented by Touchline Media Group. And there is a whole host of content coming to you live and for free this week. Of course, you've got every single main part, courtside frackers, pit size frackers as well. But of course, you can join the guys from Mugger and Chessy Hour on Thursday at 8pm, I think. 8pm? 7 or 8pm. Oh, early kickoff. It might be early kickoff, 7 p.m., I think. Early kickoff, the adjusting to the Europa League times. I, I respect it. I respect it. Um, as Thursday nights are Europa nights, as BT like to um, advertise, which is the weirdest thing ever. Um, you can see um, it, it's going to be an all-star cast, really, uh, of Mugger representatives and Chelsea representatives going at it on the fabled fight card. Uh, so you do tune, in, do tune into that at 7 p.m. exclusively on YouTube checkout the respective Twitter accounts, and of course the Touchline Frackers Twitter account for when that link drops on Thursday. But of course, this is a Liverpool-focused podcast, um, and if you want a little bit more from us as well, then do head over to the Patreon page, the Patreon page where it is the best place to get that premium LFC content um, from us here at Copper and Fracas. So that is www.patreon.com forward slash Copper and Fracas. Again, from just £3 a month, you get a guaranteed free shows per week. Free! Three shows per week. And of course, with the Christmas holiday coming up, we're going to be bored. We're going to, we're going to be wanting to get away from family. You know, oh, get away from me, cousin Ben Tood. I don't want to talk to you, man. I want to record. No, I, want, I don't want to talk about Liverpool. I want to talk about January transfer windows. This is one of the... If you want to talk to me, subscribe to the Patreon page, cousin Ben Tood. Okay? And if you also want to talk to us and you want to be a proud copy and Patreon, you want to have that copy and Patreon on your chest, then do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash copy and fracas today. But we are here to talk about Liverpool 4, Arsenal 0. Um, Fahi, I'm going to come to you first because me and Peter had a, me and Peter did the uh, post-match on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Um, you had you had the best of both worlds, really, because you had... I know you didn't watch the game live at the time, mm. but you were able to post your fable, the classic, the streets will never forget, Arsenal lost meme, mm. and then have the full enjoyment of watching the, the 90 minutes at 11 o'clock at night. Talk me through your contrasting emotions from that process. 1.30 at night, by the way. I stayed up till half three watching that game. Look, so, at, the dedica- look at the dedication. Dedication. And, you know, this man stayed up until half three in the morning. That's worth at least a £3 a month Patreon subscription. Fam, I, listen, I can't jump on a podcast talking about football when I'm not watching the game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay up and I'm going to watch the games. Otherwise, I may as well not podcast. What's the point? So, yeah, I, I missed the game because of marital duties. You know, it is what it is. Um, but 1.30 in the morning, I came home and I whacked it on. I didn't look at the text messages. I didn't look at the group chat. I saw about 500 plus messages. I knew we won, but I didn't see what happened. Like, I, don't, right. I didn't know when people scored. So it was a surprise to me, right? Um, but, yeah, what was the question? Sorry. I was, I've never really had that experience of having the joy of the victory. But then yeah. watching the game later on? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it was a sigh of relief because, you know, <laughs> like, this season, every game that I've missed, we've not won for some reason. And, you know, like, the, that that football um, superstition stuff, 
Yeah. Like, I, I get you get randomly superstitious, like rah. Every time we've not won, I've been sitting on the left side of the sofa. This time, I'm going to sit on the right side. So, yeah, we're definitely going to win. And I've been thinking the whole time, like, right, every single game I've missed, we've not won. What if it happens again? So, yeah, when I shut my phone, I saw 4-0. I was like, thank God, man. Um, I can relax, watch it nice. And, and yeah, it, 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 it was a nice watch, man. Nothing too heavy. It was a light meal. It was like an appetizer. Something like it, it, honestly, it's like going to the cafe for a quick bite. That's what it was. There, there was nothing more to it. <laughs> we should do a separate pod on that Patreon mod just based on football superstitions because, I, I mean, I watch it same place every time, same volume, same T-shirt. Fam. You know, the, the, I don't know whether it's the, the Asian in me combined with, you know, the superstition of football, but it's those two things that combine together that make me some form of, like, you know, superstitious... Um, totem pole whenever the games are on. So, yo, I used to be really bad as a kid, man. I used to be mad superstitious. Like, oh, I, I can't be laying down whilst I'm watching the game. I've got to be sat here. I've got to be wearing this. It was just ridiculous. Because end of the day, we weren't winning anything anyway. So, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, it took long enough for me to realize. I don't know about Peter. Has he ever been superstitious? Yeah, for sure. I definitely. There was literally there was so there was a period when like. Um, I think it might have been under Rogers. I think I told you about this far you went. Like every time I used to watch us live, we used to lose uh, all the time. We used to lose. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. It's me. It's hundred percent me. I'm gonna stop watching us live, and then like we're gonna get better. And I just realized, what yeah. the shit? Maybe I just stop that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're playing for it at the back for a reason. There's you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god don't remind me oh. yeah let's, let's not talk about that there's, there's, oh. there's better times that we can experience um, I want to talk about the first kind of like 25 minutes of the game because I think it's really it's a really interesting way that we approach it we you know big game Anfield some of the lights it's against you know decent opposition um, and we don't go hell for leather in terms of you know 100 miles an hour, pressing for, manically pressing for the ball and searching for a goal within the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. We kind of have this like really laid-back approach where we just want to control it and have it on a bit more strings. Do you think that was a conscious decision for the coaching staff to do that after the international break, considering how games have gone? Or do you think it's something that we've been doing a little bit more naturally recently? No, I don't think that is um, a conscious decision. I think a feature of Liverpool's um, play, especially this season, at the first 20 minutes, we normally go gung-ho. Like, we normally, like, especially at Anfield as well, big games, it's like, can you handle the first 20 minutes? Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially, like, against um, against Chelsea, against Man City, like, we started off quite well. Chelsea more so. Like, we'll just go press them, you know what I'm saying, make create a lot of chances. Milan as well, another example. The first 20 minutes of Milan, crazy, ridiculous. But, like, I think with this game, Maybe the hangover from international break that normally comes to affect Arsenal kind of retreating straight away. So obviously we kind of want to see whether they're going to come at us, they're going to retreat. To be fair, they normally do retreat every time they play us. So they retreated and gave us the ball. And I also think it's partly due to the crowd as well. I really think the crowd was quite lackluster as well. So um, they weren't like as loud and as like, um, they don't, they weren't, they was quite as quiet, they were more quiet than usual. And I think the team were kind of just like, um, they were kind of um, like representative of that, and we just kind of got on the ball. We were passing it around. I don't think the tempo was quick enough at all. Uh, not moving it around quick enough. Um, like, well, allowed Arsenal to kind of play out their press a little bit um, too much. 
Um, and yeah, it took kind of like a, a silly kind of action from Mikhail Arteta to kind of wake everyone up. Like all of a sudden, when Arteta does that, whatever he does to Klopp, <laughs> the crowd just literally goes, whoa, like, you know what I'm saying? That's our manager, you dumb. You know what I'm saying? And everyone just goes, like, <laughs> everyone starts shouting. The team, Liverpool gets into it. We start moving it quicker. We start, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's it kind of a strange one. Like, it's not until that Arteta done that. It's like, that's when we kind of got going. But normally you do see Liverpool kind of start very, very quickly. Yeah, fine. It's an interesting point from Peter though, because I kind of half feel like it kind of is a bit of a a calculated thing that they put into the game plan. Because one of the things I've noticed recently is kind of towards the last 20, 15 minutes of game, when we have quite strong starts, we're blowing really hard, pause, yeah. you know, physically. Um mm. And looking more tired than usual. Obviously, it's bound to happen, you know, with the age of the players and whatnot. So, with a bit more of a controlled start, and then you hit a catalyst switch at some point. At this yeah. point, it came a little yeah. bit quicker because Arteta thought he was a bad man and then tried it on the touchline for some odd reason uh, yet to be known to the There was the genuinely nothing wrong with that attempt by Mane to win the ball, by the way. Like, Cell says different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I agree. It was it was fair. It was a fair effort to, to to win the ball. But um, do do you think that is, is a conversation that the, the slower start and then to kind of ramp it up later on in the game just to make sure they've got a bit more control and kind of treat it a bit more like a, like a boxing match at first. You know what? Um, I never really thought too much about it. I, I I get Peter's point about yeah, you know what? International coming back from the international break, a bit of rust. Crowd were a bit like you know quiet as well so maybe it was just taking a while for them to pick it up but your point is valid um if you kind of look at the brighton game for example we were kind of blazing them for the first half and then look what happened second half we gassed out and that's how they hit us that's how they got us so maybe Klopp thought you know what we know how arsenal want to set up anyway they're not going to really try and hit us so for that reason we may as just sit back just kind of relax a bit and then when they least expect it that's when we're going to go after them and yeah, obviously you had the fortuitous situation of Arteta kind of um, igniting the fans and kind of getting them going, and that probably did help a lot. Um, that because obviously tempers were flying, um, but yeah, I, I can see how that could have been something about us more managing our energy as well. Um, I guess we'll be able to tell on Saturday when we play Southampton and see how we start then. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think it was. I mean, it's a combination of just, you know, it rushed after the international break and maybe a little bit of something they've done research-wise coaching. Um, of course, that, that catalyst moment does happen where the whole ground gets riled up, the team gets riled up. Again, I still think he's absolutely insane that you would try something like that with a manager whose players would literally run for a brick wall for him. It yeah. makes no sense whatsoever and I think we could all agree that um, Arteta will probably get battered as well. So does that add an incentive there as well? Um, we do create a fair bit first half. Every, you know, kind of like from twenty-five onwards, it is all Liverpool. Um, I think Arsenal up until half-time only really have the one shot from Lukonga, and it's a, it's, a, it's a decent save from. Um, I say it's actually a fairly routine save from from Allison, but you know we turn the style on and we do get the goal fairly fairly early on. Um, Peter, I'll come to you. I kind of talked about a little bit um, on the pod at the weekend, the Patreon exclusive. Uh, it's just a fantastic ball from Trent this season. In a season where he's delivered from set pieces hasn't been the greatest, 
Again, do you think there's something that they should be working on a little bit more to kind of create these chances when we've got a lot of players who are very good aerially? Um, do you know what? I think regarding set pieces, I think he's had a couple of games where a bit shaky, but in terms of crossing, his set pieces have been really good. His shooting, mm. his set pieces haven't been good. So when it's direct, that's when I think he hasn't been too good, apart from obviously the West Ham game when he scores. I don't think shooting-wise he's been that good, but you know what I'm saying? I think we scored the most from corners this season. I think we got six. Um, so, like, you know what I'm saying? So that means uh, he's... And I think most of the crossings have come from him or Shimkas. So I do think his um, crossing ability has been amazing. But, like, he's just... When you have a turn like Trent, um, you always have a, like you always have that kind of threat of um, scoring from a set piece. And he literally, that's like a dime. Like, he puts the right on Mane's head and then Ramsdale can't get to it. But, yeah, I think Trent was so fortunate, again... I'm blessed to have someone who has like a wonder world right foot. And my thing of Trent is that like he, I think a lot of people obviously compare him to other fullbacks, but where he differs for me and where like he's better than a couple of other um, fullbacks is that he's the prime creator of our team. And other fullbacks, their, respons- their responsibilities are to kind of, you know what I'm saying, players obviously like a fullback, but in terms of getting a good ball in and trying to whip it, whereas Trent's responsibility is actually to break down a team try and create, not just through crossing, actually through a different range of passing, through through balls, through low-driven crosses, through whips, you know what I'm saying? So, but like, you know what I'm saying? Other fullbacks, it's just kind of like, okay, I've got a good crossing ability. As long as I can get I can get to byline or I can, you know what I'm saying, work an angle, maybe I might be able to cross it. But we're using Trent in two different positions. So in build-up, he might come into centre-mid or sometimes he might have the touchline. But like, he's our prime creator. His responsibility is to break down teams, like, there's no other, there's maybe Cancelo's the other one who's got sort of a responsibility, but I would argue that it's not the same because Man City have other creators, whereas we don't mm-hmm. have as many creators as Man City. So, um, yeah, again, with Trent, like, it's a thing where it's like, if, say, we struggle to create chances, it will be Trent's, like, the main bulk of that fault, the, the response, like, it will be Trent's kind of fault along with Robertson, along with other people, but it will be mainly Trent's fault. But if Chelsea struggle to create chances, it's not Rich James' fault. You know what I'm saying? He's just one of many. If, I don't know, other fullbacks, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, like, I don't, but yeah, it won't be their fault. But with us, it's like Trent is our prime creator. Trent, the influence he has on the game is so much more compared to other fullbacks. So, yeah, I think that's why he's top, top notch. Obviously, um, yeah, he's a, he's a top, top player. And we're lucky to have him on, on our hands. Yeah, Far, you got any, got any follow up on what Peter said there? Because I think it's really interesting that what he says in terms of the creation aspects. Um, how do you feel? With that and his evolution of the role this season, you know, with him kind of playing a bit more central midfield when we do kind of go a bit more forward, mm. do you think that's added a few more strings to his bow from an attacking sense? Oh, no, man. I've, I I feel as if he kind of got to, I, I don't really see how much more he could have kind of improved um, from what I've seen in the past, what, 18 months? Um, obviously, from a defensive point of view, it's a different conversation, but talking about the attacking side of things, I think he's been. He, he's been stellar. And yeah, there have been improvements. I, I think he gets into better positions more. I think he reads the game much better and gets into like better spaces when he's not on the ball. Um, but yeah, with the ball, he's just the same as before. Um, I've not really seen that much of a change. I just think the quality is just as good. I know people have been talking about his set pieces. I know you just you mentioned it five minutes ago. Um, they've not exactly been the greatest. I think that's what you're trying to get at. Um mm. But I think they've improved the past couple of games. I, I think he's the delivery has been more on point. I think the last three games his delivery has been more on point. 
obviously scored against West Ham, but let's not count that. But in just in general, the corners, the free kicks, they have been better. I think, yeah, with, with Trent, it's a really weird one, man. I, I don't... I don't have much to criticise him on apart from the defensive aspect of his game. Um, Attacking-wise, I think it's fantastic. No, I completely agree. Um, I think the thing with the, with the set pieces I'm, I'm on about is I feel like we, even though I think we've scored a fair few this season, I feel like we should always be scoring more. You think? Just because when, you got, when you've got Virgil, when you've got Matip, they always feel like yeah. they should be bagging way more from those kind of situations. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I, I I still don't think Matip is the most commanding. Matt so much more, like for his size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but in general, I think uh, even in the Arsenal game, they were saying we've scored the most from set pieces this yeah, season in the Premier League. Yeah, we have. Yeah. So, so yeah, even then, if you include the goal that happened afterwards, I think the goal happened afterwards before they said that. Um, mm. So yeah, we, I think we're doing all right, man. I think you're being a bit harsh. It's more the left side that's been the issue. I think it's when Robbo's been taking set pieces. Well, that was going to yeah. be my next point because I think whenever just... you see Shimakas in the eleven, yeah, he's deli- I, one of the things we've, we've praised him from here to high heaven about uh, is his kind of set piece delivery. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw it again. Um, he had a really good one, and it was to Virgil. I think he. I have to look at the XG on that, but. It felt like it was a decent opportunity for him. And he put was that the one where him and Matic both went for it at the same time? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic delivery. Um, so I just think there's certain situations where we could possibly be a little bit better from set pieces. Like, I mean, you look at you look at the Mane goal. Um, one of the things that Matic does really well, he screens the defender who's supposed to be on Mane. So he's mm. got a clean run for the ball. And obviously Trent has put that on an absolute dime. It's a perfect pass. And it's just a simple conversion for Mane to make. So I think with just little tweaks and, you know, just a bit of creativity, we can get even more reward from our set pieces. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair. It's fair. I mean, you can always do better. It's not like we've reached mm-hmm. a fucking pinnacle of set pieces. So, yeah, we can always do better. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I completely, completely agree. I want to talk about our kind of how we approach the game from a pressing point of view. One of the things that Arsenal tried to do a lot in the first half and failed to do um, spectacularly in the, in the beginning of the second half was play out from the back. Successful analysis there from from all the video guys and whatnot to identify that. Talk to me how impressed you guys were with the press from this game in comparisons to fixtures from earlier on in the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of our successes from Saturday, yes, um, we pressed at the right times and at the right intensity, but a lot of it was Arsenal were just so lackadaisical with the ball, man. Um, it, yeah, it just didn't right. what they were doing. And I I just I just feel as if it showed their immaturity as a team um, to think they can come to Anfield against our forwards and kind of play around, play um, across the back like that. Like, you, you can't be doing that. You're not at the Emirates. You're not playing a mid-table team in the Premier League. You're playing Liverpool, one of the best. And um, I get you have to stick to your philosophy and all that kind of stuff, but I still feel as if there's a time and place to be doing that. And they kind of cause their own problems. Um, we knew they were going to do that because we know that Arteta is stuck in his ways. So we knew exactly what to do. We knew exactly their patterns of play. We knew we knew exactly where the fullbacks were going to go, where they where they prefer to pass it. They usually pass it um, centrally when they receive the ball in the flanks. Like we knew all of that stuff. So that's how they got undone. Peter? Yeah, 100%. That's the... Because, you know what? The reason why I said it wasn't like a tactical thing to 
be kind of like statistical or whatever in the first 20 minutes just because I feel like they kind of got out got out of our press a couple of times in the first 20 minutes. So there was a couple of times where Ramsdale, he got to the midfield and they got it to Saka really quickly. And then Saka started running at Van Dyke or Saka started running at Shimkas. And I was thinking, obviously, we don't want that to kind of happen. But then obviously, once we got into it, I think once the crowd got into us, we came out with a bit more intensity and you saw Jota and Mane to, um, Chamberlain can all press as like a unit and that's how we want to ball quite quickly and especially there was a period in the first half uh, not sorry not the first half the first bit of the second half where we just absolutely kept them in so the first 10 minutes of the second half they literally couldn't get out anywhere and I think we kind of benefited from um, Nuno Tavares and Lukanga's first um, this is their first time at Anfield playing at Anfield for Arsenal so they were just kind of like there in the headlights they were getting pressed the way Lukonga plays, it's kind of like... He likes yeah, Lukonga on the Conga was trying it on the turn a lot and then was just getting... Yeah, he, that's generally so how he plays. Like, when I watch him the season, he likes to take extra touch. He likes to kind of be on the ball. So that would help. That benefits us. And again, Tavares is another one who doesn't know. Like, if you're getting pressed, just walking down the line. But Anfield is not the time to be doing whatever. So, yeah, I think we benefit from that. And like um, Fahey said, um, Arteta is never ever going to change his tactics. Like, a normal team in that second half would have just went, OK, we're getting pressed. Let's go along. The next 10, 20 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Forget this, you know what I'm saying, our philosophy for a little bit. Let's, let's just go along to a along to like I said, maybe he can hold it up. But you know what I'm saying? Our team will not change their ways. They'll just kept playing out of the back, kept playing out of the back. And yeah, it just it just fell straight into our hands. Yeah. You 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 know what you're gonna get with Arsenal, man. Especially an Arteta managed Arsenal. It's just it's just the same thing. They're just so set in their ways. Um you respect it because obviously they have a philosophy they believe it believe in. Sorry, but, but... you know what? It's, it's been work, I guess, because Ramsdale's distribution is really, really good, and obviously Ben White is also really good on the ball. But yeah, against Liverpool, we were like Jota, especially his pressing has improved. I can't yeah. like mm-hmm. so much. Like if you um go back, especially to like the um last season against like Aston Villa, where we lost whatever seven one or seven two against Real Madrid. We lost like he's pressing in those games were absolutely horrendous. Like he didn't know where to kind of press. Obviously, because he's new, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Style is quite it's quite a complex, you know what I'm saying, thing to take in. But then if you compare that to now, I think this season, apart from Salah, and obviously Salah's played every single game, Jota is the second most pressing in our team. So it just shows that um the Jota, he's pressing this season, has improved tenfold, and yeah, he's he's really taken to Klopp's kind of style. Yeah, hundred percent. I think beginning of the season, Jota has been criticised a lot for not being as clinical in front of goal. But you know, I think they were trying to kind of getting get him sped up with the the pressing kind of ways um, of playing as a centre forward. So after a few games, you kind of saw that you know what he's really improved that side of his game. Now he can kind of go back to sniffing around the box, but he also knows now when is the right time to press, where he needs to be going, at what intensity, and yeah, it's it's clearly working out because you've seen the last few games again. Um, he's he's doing the right thing, and it definitely worked out on Saturday as well. Um, yeah, the you know first of all the, the awareness to kind of get the ball dispossessed. Legend says that Ben White is still sliding somewhere. Um, where he's sliding to, we don't know. Uh, hopefully, we can get an update on that as soon as possible. But fine, I'll come back to you. The the, the cuteness of that finish. Is so fantastic. Um, what were your first reactions when you did see that goal? Yeah, and no, it was nice. I, I I smiled and I clapped at what two fifteen, two twenty in the morning. So yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah. No, it, it, it was it was nicely done. Um, you managed to avoid that goal. 
why hmm? he all over on Twitter. And hmm? that was the first time you saw that goal. Yeah. Legit. So how Bro, you... I, I avoided everything. I told you. I literally avoided everything. I just checked live score. Live soccer. Live score. Live, live score. Yeah. I checked that yeah. at 7.30. Saw the score. And that was it. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, when I need to be disciplined, I want to be disciplined, man. And Liverpool Arsenal is my favourite game of the season. So, yeah, I really want to see why. Because there are bitches, man. I, I, I like watching. Um, yeah, actually, I don't, I'm not going to say that. Not, <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, if you guys can work out what, yeah, you guys can work out what I'm trying, what I'm trying to get at. But, yeah, I mean, it was nicely done. Um, I love seeing defenders make errors and we capitalise on it. Like, it's, it's one of my favourite things in football. It's just so pleasing to watch when a defender makes an error and we capitalise and we score. Um, it was beautifully done. He was so composed. I think Ben White thought that he was going to shoot to his left. So he, mm-hmm. his body his body was going there. But obviously Jota kind of fainted and went the other way. Um, did it beautifully. And it made it even better because 30 minutes p- previous to that, um, why am I saying Ben White? I mean, Ramsdale. 30 minutes previous to that, Ramsdale was smiling because he made a couple of saves that were straight at him. And he was there yeah, like... So, what, what are your yeah. opinions on Aaron Ramsdale? Because I always think with, with goalkeepers, there's like a really easy sell to make that they're saving things. You know, they have a really high save percentage. But from what I've seen with him, all of his saves are basically stuff he should be saving routinely and on target. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Um, it's... It's Still a weird Johnson's one. the room as well. Biggest hate yeah. Uh, apart from that Leicester save, though, just because I know they'll be asking that. You didn't see that Leicester save was was mad. No, so for me, that Leicester save for me is is poor positioning. Oh, allow it, man. That that they wrote a whole article on a fucking save. Yeah, like, their brother's on. starving. Uh, <laughs> with Ramsdale, I think what it is. Yes, he has been good. Let's let's be real. He has done well. But a lot of it is down to the fact that we thought he was going to be shit. Arsenal fans thought he was going to be crap. We yeah. all thought he was going to be crap. So for that reason, he has really surprised us with the way he has performed. And now the press and just everyone in general, they're hyping it up to be at a level which it really isn't. And yes, I mean, it, if, if you want to be a bit pessimistic, you can say a lot of the shots are saved straight at him. I'm shot straight at him, sorry. Um He's been good, but I don't think he's been good as everyone's made out. The distribution stuff, again, I don't think... Yes, his accuracy is on point, but sometimes with distribution, you need to look at what it leads to. It's all good making 50-yard diags, but then nothing happens. Like, if you look at what Edison does, when he's distributing the ball, it's for a reason. There's a purpose. There's a move that they're trying to make. When Ramsdale does it, I don't think that it's, it's the case, really and truly. I think, yeah, he, his passing is on point. Distribution is good. But it's all good having good distribution. What are you doing with the ball afterwards? Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say he's done all right. He's done all right. I don't think it's been good enough to be in a combined 11 fight card. But, yo, that's not my beef. Chris, that's your beef with Julian. I'll let you, man, talk on that one. <laughs> but um, Yeah, man, we were, we were robbed, you know. I've never yeah. seen such hijinks and fevery since, you know, Montreal in 97. I, I knew you were rattled, so I never spoke to you about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to allow... What, Chris- gave, what gave it away? Was, my, was it my face expressions? <laughs> the card? I was Jerry's just sitting there like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, I was watching it on the train. And I was thinking, this is fucking stupid, man. <laughs> but he's not what, 
Because the funny thing was, you, I, can, I can obviously tell Dan and Shabs have done a lot of planning behind this. Oh, 100%. Diabolical yeah. work. I, I got in 20 minutes before that fight car went live, so I'd done fuck all. I just thought, you mm. know, let's get a few bars out and whatnot. But yeah, man, we were um, we were set up. Listen, you, you know what it is? It reminded me of, you know, like the FA Cup when we'd get knocked out by Burnley. Like, you, you think, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is an easy dub. We're here. Don't watch this. We'll you know what? They, like that fight card came at the perfect time. Like, like so the whole season we hadn't lost a game. We lost, lost to West Ham and Arsenal. It's been on like <laughs> a ten game. This is the, this is the thing, man. Especially with the Allison point as well. Literally just after. So no way Ramsdale's been better than Allison this season. No bloody way. But literally that game is the worst game it could have came. Like Allison has saved us in so many games this season. Like, I can point to Norwich. I can point to Crystal Palace. I can point to so many games. But like. You know what I'm saying? He makes the mistake against West Ham. Oh no, Allison's had a terrible season. Blah 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 blah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then like just like Van Dyke, the level he's playing at this season, him playing at 60% is still better than Ben White. Like, what are you actually like? I think it was Gabriel. I think it was Gabriel, not Ben White. No, it was Ben White and Matic. Those are the two centre backs, right? That they nah, sure? it was Gabriel. It was Gabriel. Was it? But Again, Smith Rowe picked over Marnie. Marnie's second top goal scorer this season. But like it's just this the they're benefiting from, like Fahi said, all of their players not being that very good or kind of overachieving. And because we're not like what's it called? We're not like absolutely, you know what I'm saying? We're not media, we're not like you know what I'm saying. So they're yeah. just benefiting from these young boys doing kind of kind of well, doing okay. Listen, and our yeah. players for our players to get in, they literally have to be like seller. Bloody, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, League. it was it was good work by Dan and Shabs. Yo, two two good guys. They, they yo, they they planned it out well. Like, no, but the worst one is Lacazette. He scored one goal. Nah, no, nah, listen, one they didn't plan that out well at all. That was just Babs being a bum. He's a massive like, bum. One goal, this, like bro. Even Firmino's got like five goals <laughs> this season. Like, what? They didn't plan that out well at all. But the rest of it, kudos to them. They did very very well. Um, Babs, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, I know you listen to this, Babs. You are an absolute bum. Like that team, you are disgraced. <laughs> you should be taken off a fight card. I don't want to see you on a fight card again. He's a, he's you a big you watch football. You know football. So for you to do that, shameful. Put down a drink and bloody, you know what I'm saying? Shameful. But yeah, but yeah, back to the Ramsdale point. He's been good. He has been good. <laughs> but I think I think it's purely because we all thought he was going to be shit. So because mm. he's looked half decent, it's like, oh, Ramsdale's amazing. He should be England's number one. But now, nah, I need to see a bigger portfolio of, of games, not just like 11 or 12. It needs to be a good 20, 25. And then we can be like, yeah, you know what? This guy has been solid. Yeah, sample, sample size is, is, is going to be key, especially with, you know, with the World Cup on the horizon as well. Um, we're talking about goalkeeper distribution. Um, third goal is, is the peak pinnacle of it. It's a really good, really, really well worked team goal. Um, yep. Alison, Alison to Shimakas, Shimakas to Jota, Jota to Mane, and then Mane to Salah. It is the antithesis of what Klopp's Liverpool is built on quick transitional football. Um, and something I, I want to see a lot more of in the future, really, because when, when the team is clicking like that, it is very, very, very hard to beat. Um, I want to talk about the midfield. So, the options were scarce. <laughs> he is ready. He is ready. He is ready. Yeah, go on. Let's go, Chris. Go on, Chris. Let's go. Yeah, I, I just want to. I want to talk about the midfield because I thought it was an interesting selection. Um, 
obviously when you have Fabinho and Thiago, you know, with that stat that they've you know never lost a game when playing with each other and you know X, Y, and Z. But then you have the wild card factor of Oxley Chamberlain there. And as you can tell by the car sound effect, um it is very much a wild card. But with the two of the other midfielders being very stable and providing, you know, interceptions, defensive stability and whatnot. It allowed Oxlade Chamberlain to be a bit more aggressive and kind of play to his strengths a lot more in this game. How do you think that balance of the midfield worked in our favour at the weekend? Yeah, to be fair, Chris, like let's let's call a spade a spade. Like, you know, I think I could play with Thiago Fabinho. <laughs> Come on. Those those are the two, <laughs> those are literally two of the top like ten midfielders in the Premier League. Like, those two, again, I've always said if, if Thiago stays fit and he plays alongside Fabinho. You've got a hell of a chance of winning, you know what I'm saying, something big. So, but now I'm joking, now I'm joking. Now, let me, agendas aside, I don't really have a agenda on Ox, but like he, he, he played really well. That, that, that game, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's the, that's, that's the best game he's played this season in terms of his energy, even in terms of, you know, the chance that surprised me was when I think they crossed it in and it might have been Smith Rowe and he literally just tracked Smith Rowe all the way back. And he, yeah, it was he, really impressive in the first half. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, I ain't seen, you know what I'm saying? That was, that was great play from um, great work um, effort, work um, ethic and intensity to get back because you also, like, even in the Brighton game, I think Klopp was talking about people not having the right attitude towards like defending and going back, but Chamberlain definitely showed it there. But yeah, in terms of like you said, so the, what happens if that midfield just to go into it quite like tactically is that obviously it's, obviously we know it's the typical kind of free midfield Fabinho sits deeper, but what ends up happening is that kind of, Thiago comes deeper to kind of collect the ball and it kind of goes into like a pivot. So, um, and Fabinho slides more to the right and Thiago um, comes into the pivot and he goes to collect the ball off Van Dijk. Um, obviously, we know Thiago loves the ball. So, he, and he's a midfielder that he always shows. Like, you have these kind of midfielders these days. Um, they kind of like search and destroy midfielders and they don't really want to be on the ball. But Thiago is a complete opposite. Every time he kind of shows for the ball, he wants the ball. He helps us. He helps up. He helps us in build up so much. So he kind of comes into a double pivot, and that allows um, Chamberlain to kind of push forward a bit more and press and help the front three and support the front three. And you know what I'm saying. Also create a triangle of Trent if he can as well. Help Salah. Yep. So yeah, um, it worked perfectly. Like I think, especially that game, um, Ox. It was very high. Um, intensity, fast-paced game, and that suits Ox because he's very um, intense. He likes to get the ball, likes to drive, and yeah, that he played really well. Big up, big him up. But my my big shout has to go to Thiago because I think Thiago was absolutely superb in that game. He's kind of like doing the things that kind of um, he's not getting a goal, he's not getting an assist, but he's just really helping us in terms of progressing the ball. So every time he will get the ball from Van Dijk, get the ball from Shimkas, and just progressing at ten yards, progressing at five yards, mm-hmm. and. He's literally like, and like I said on our um, Patreon, he was doing what Genie does, but more. So he was actually offering a lot more on the ball, but also covering the spaces that Genie would cover and also helping us defensively. So yeah, again, Thiago was, I think Thiago was absolutely superb in that game. And like you said, him and Fabinho have got an excellent record together. I think they've won nine out of the last 10 games. And yeah, he, he was superb in that game. Yeah, Thiago is not one for the GA nerds. They just sit there and go, ah, where's the GA from midfield? Eh, he's he's, he's one for the Perry's nerds, though. 1,000%. Progressive. I mean, especially, especially when you look... No, pro- especially, progressive carries. Progressive carries. Progressive carries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
that's the Bantix. Hey, if, if you listen to the Bantix pod, that's on our Patreon where me and um, Mike kind of break down the stats of Liverpool, but yeah. And especially, you know, you look on that left-hand side where I think it's needs a bit more TLC from a progressive attacking point of view, uh, especially when Robbo's been playing. Uh, that will definitely help alleviate a few more of those concerns because you saw the, the you saw the interlink with him and Mane a few times as well. Um, and he was allowing Shimakas to push up a little bit more too. So, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Fahi, what were your thoughts on Ox from the weekend? Because he's he's, he's very much been mal-aligned. Um, and, you know, we pigeonholed him as someone who um, possibly should look for a move, just just for himself more than anything. But do you think he showed enough kind of... What's the, I, I can't think of an expression now. I was going to go for like some really weird poetic expression. Do you think he showed enough to kind of say that he can have a decent impact within this team for the progression of the season? Because he feels like someone who has been lost in the past few years of the evolution of this Liverpool team and just hasn't had a place to really call his own? Um, I think the team... Not I think. I know the team has gone evolved past him, number one. They've outgrown him. He he came in at a time where, you know, um, things were on the up. Um, Klopp was kind of setting a way of playing and he suited that. He suited that chaos football. He suited 17-18. Um, but as time's gone on... And with his body breaking down as much as it has, he's not been able to kind of evolve alongside the team. So yeah. what you've ended up having is the same arc from 17-18. I don't feel as if you've seen much improvement. Um, there's definitely been better understanding of, again, pressing and carrying the ball forward. But other than that, um, yeah, the, 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 I don't really see what more he can kind of bring to this team. Now, there's an argument to be had that with Milner potentially retiring next year um, and the lack of English players in the squad anyway, from a homegrown point of view, you may need to keep an ox. He's a good utility player to have. But I think you and I have said it previously, Chris, that someone like Ox can still offer quite a lot to another team. Yep. It just isn't Liverpool. And I think that's what it is. Now, yeah, he played really well on Saturday. I was super impressed by him. So, yes, I will big him up for that. It was a great performance. Um, I, 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 th- I thought he was so confident on the ball. Um, and he really, he really, you can tell he really wanted to grab a goal. He really wanted to give his all. He, he, he was doing what we want him to be doing. And he, it, it reminded me of a 17-18 performance. But the thing with that is, I think a lot of that is down to who was playing alongside and who was behind him. So because he knew he had Fabinho and Thiago, Ox was allowed to roam and cause chaos, which is what he loves. Now, try and get Ox to play with Hendo and Fabinho. You're not going to get that version of Ox. It's completely different. But because he knows he's got the reliability of Thiago and Fabinho behind him, he's more confident and he he, he can literally just roam in front and it's absolutely fine. When it's Hendo... No offence to Hendo, it's a bit different. Hendo's not as solid as a Fabinho and Thiago duo. Um, he's not as reliable with the ball at his feet. Ox has to do a little bit more, and that's where the problem starts. So, yes, if you're going to have Fabinho and Thiago, Ox can definitely play alongside them. It should be fine for most times. Um, but, yeah, I'd, it, it's, it's tough. I don't want to be harsh on him because I've been super harsh on him for the past season. But yeah, I, I I still think this is the season for him to kind of 
just get back into playing. We we need bodies. Um, we're going to have Salah Mane go. He's probably going to have to play further forward at some point in January. And then he's got a year left on his Connie. It runs out in 2023. So he can just get a move, go to West Ham, like we've been saying for the past three seasons. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know what more to say about him, man. Because yeah, I, I genuinely like him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a nice guy. My thing is that, like, I know obviously people think that, or obviously in the cop and chat, they would think that, like, I absolutely hate him and that, but he's a good guy, like, he's a really nice guy, he's, you know what I'm saying, he's, he bonds well with the team, he's got a great team, um, he's got a great attitude, but my kind of worries, and I would ask a question to, like, you, Chris, I would ask a question to David, and I would ask a question to, like, Mike as well, who are quite big fans of him, is that, um, so his best performances this season, right, are against... Um, Arsenal and Milan, right? No, not Milan, sorry, Atletico Madrid. Those mm-hmm. were two performances. And obviously those performances come at home at Anfield where you have the crowd behind you, you kind of have like a fast-paced game. You have kind of have like intensity to these kind of games because it's like, you know what I'm saying, you press because we're at home. The onus is on us to kind of, um, kind of, you know what I'm saying, win the game and kind of um, take it to the other team. But my worries with Ox is that the majority of teams that we face because we're Liverpool and because we won a Premier League, won a Champions League, they're going to sit back against us. And it's more of a case of, eight, like, maybe 80% of our games, you know what I'm saying, in the season is that we have to break down the other team. And then they're kind of, like, slow. They're kind of, like, methodical. We're kind of, we have, we need to get the ball and kind of break down a low block most of the times. And my thing with Ox is that I don't think he's a creative player. I think he can um, score goals and he kind of, he, obviously, he likes to drive at, um, teams and this kind of can create space but this doesn't make him creative you know what I'm saying I think when someone's creative I think of like Trent I think of players that can um play a ball like I'm saying play a dime and kind of kind of unlock defenses with a pass whatever obviously Ox has a good cross in him and he has a good shot but I wouldn't say he's necessarily creative so I don't think Ox kind of offers us um enough in terms of breaking down teams and I think to be one of our midfielders is either you kind of give us the defensive solid or you're creative. So you have like Fabinho, you have Henderson, maybe you're kind of defensive, Milner as well, who kind of can fill gaps or kind of defensively. And you have, you kind of, you have like Curtis, you have um, Jones. I mean, you have Curtis, you have Elliot, you have Thiago, Kato, who kind of, kind of unlock defences with their, you know what I'm saying, attributes. But Ox is kind of in the middle. He can't, he can't really give us a defensive solidarity yeah. and he can't break down the team. So it's kind of like, where does he kind of fit in this team? That, that's where my, Problem lies with Ox, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How yeah. can he help us break down teams? Yeah, exactly. I, I I just don't like when when the biggest attribute for said midfielder is oh he's got energy as he and he can cause chaos. Like what the fuck? Like that's not that's not a selling point. I yeah, I, I was going to Chris to answer that question because obviously you might see a future for him. So in terms of where you see a future for him, where it could be in a forward, I don't know. Maybe where do you kind of see a future for Ox if he does stay? It's a weird one because he's very much a chaos player, isn't he? He thrives in those matches where it goes a little bit back and forth. Um, I think he showed a bit more of a mature aspect in the Atletico Madrid game more than this game because I don't know about you lot, kind of first half an hour, there were a few instances where he just got the ball head down, no kind of spatial awareness, and he was just driving forward. Ross Barkley used to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Funny <laughs> it's like I don't particularly know what you're doing, but it, it's it is an odd one because he's also a rhythm player as well. So it's hard to judge him when he's not getting a consistent run of games as well. Mm. But it's a it's going to be an odd one because I think 
this upcoming summer for us in midfield is a massive summer because there's so many right. players going to be out of contract. And there's, you know, the Milner point's a really interesting one, by the way, Fai, because I think he sneakily gets a one year extension. Again, <laughs> Yo, yeah. let my guy rest, man. No, think about it. We need to make this guy dance, man. <laughs> Not that guy at Mourinho's coaching staff, no dance. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're doing to Millie right now, man. Come on, let the guy rest. So the only reason I say it is because World Cup and the oh, short turn, oh. the short turnarounds and, and whatnot. So it makes sense to keep him around for maybe one more year. That's the only reason. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't keep defending him. I've I've been doing it for too long, man. His actual performances, objectively, have been quite good this season. They have, yeah. but what I mean is really good. Yeah. But I feel so I feel so irritated when people shit on him, and it's like yeah, yeah, the bloke's yeah, at yeah. thirty six, and now he's gonna be thirty seven, and some neek is on the top <laughs> one agenda. And it's like, come on, man, the bloke is thirty seven. Like, what do you want? Like, he's gonna lose the ball sometimes, and he's not gonna catch up to a player. Like, what what do you want yeah, me to yeah, say yeah, to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but back to back to the ox point. I I, I kind of want to see how it goes from now till the end of January. Mm. Just because he's going to get a few more chances within January and December as well, because one of the things I want to cover up in, in a little while is just how key rotation is going to be in the next few weeks with us, you know, dead rubber Champions League games, and we've got that weird League Cup game against Leicester where I don't think anyone particularly cares, and the manager would love to get knocked out. He um, cares. No, you, you guys show me the run now. <laughs> that run was peak. Oh my no, god! End of the day, I've got the screenshot of Peter saying, "Yeah, I do I want, want to win it." But like that run was there's no way you can get around that run. Um one thing I just want to add quickly about Ox, I think we should definitely be starting him against Southampton. If if you're on a good run of form yeah, and if we're playing at home again, really and truly we shouldn't be changing the team. So That's I would hope that. Well. Yeah, yeah, I don't is. know you can actually, I don't know who you can actually put in because there's no argument to say you play Hendo tomorrow just from a fitness aspect. Yeah. Um and you really need John Henson against Southampton. I'd be very concerned yeah. if you did. So it just makes sense to play. To play. It actually makes sense to play the exact same midfield 100%. against Arsenal against Southampton because it would just be nice to have a bit of like familiarity. Oh yeah, and that's and that's good. and that's the key thing. And I think it's one of the reasons why we've been conceding so many goals uh, in in the past from that previous international break up to the latest one is because the familiarity in midfield, which is so chop and change from every single week. Due to injuries and just from a general rotation point of view, it messed with the mojo and the flow of the team. So it makes sense to kind of keep one consistent eleven for the next couple of weeks or so, at, at the very least, while other players get up, back up to speed. Um, before we kind of move on to other topics, I want to just talk about how good it was to see Minamino get a goal. Um, yes, it was really good. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. I was really impressed with the work that Mane did. To receive the ball, hold it up. The, he's beating the washed allegations. Um, it, it, he's definitely washed. beating the. Again, I need de- more of that, man. I need more. If that's washed. I need all of that. I need all of that. <laughs> like, if this is the on, new man. era of washed, I need that. I need that washed. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, even in terms of battles of the washed hairlines, um, I saw Gabriel's and I was like, "Whoa, what is going on there, brother?" Um, 
you also need a trip to Turkey to fix whatever the hell was going on there. Um, that Yassi guy is meant to be a lockdown defender. They they were telling me that, like, you know what I'm saying? Bruv, oh, don't get me started on Yassi. The other day, I don't know, I don't know, was, was I listening to, I think I was listening to Tashi Guna's podcast, and someone mentioned, and they were like, oh, you know what, Tomiyasu is really good defensively, but he's not that great offensively. Um, and then someone was like, how do you know he's not that good offensively? Maybe. Yeah, I listened to that. I listened, I, yeah, I yeah, I know that. Oh, maybe it's by choice. Maybe they're telling him not to go forward. Maybe, he's really, nah. maybe he's really good with the ball going forward. It's like, ah, oh, you guys, man, you guys never learn. You guys never learn. <laughs> and and then literally on Saturday, we were like, you know what? If Tommy Asu has the ball, have the ball, man. Yeah, Do something. <laughs> Do something. And and yeah, we, we saw what he's about, man. He, he's, he's again a good signing, a good find for, for yeah, the yeah. level that they're at. But yeah, he's not as good as they, they made out. Again, he's just, not like, he's just touching the yeah. Like, just a six, yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? He's, six he's hours. Got the, 10, he's got that one Bissaka um, pack. Very nah, good defensively. Nah, the one Bissaka pack, is, is, that's another pack, man. That's, yeah, that's, that, that I, I don't know where you begin with that pack. A lot of them, like, just. I find it incredibly frustrating with Arsenal players is that, like, when they kind of start to do kind of well, you just hear too much about them. Too much. Like, let, let these guys cook, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah. You overrate them too much. They never like, learn. They never learn. They never learn. He's got cooked by Cucurella. He's got cooked by Mane. Like, in just the space of, like, let the guy, you know what I'm saying? Let the guy, it's, again, with Partey, like, Partey, he's a good player. But then when you start telling me he's top five in the Prem, he's world class, he's this, he's that, like, this is not a performance of guys. A guy who's world class. Since he's come to Arsenal, he's been decent at most. You know what I'm saying? And like Partey, again, like he's got a strong much more than that. You know what I'm saying? He should be bossing Thiago about. He should be bossing Fabinho about. I know whatever whatever PR about. effort Arsenal fans have done with Thomas Partey, it should possibly get some industry award. You know? You know what? It's regarded as world class. It doesn't make sense. It's all based on athletic. It's all based on what they thought they were signing and. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's been disappointing. He's not been as good as they thought he was going to be. That happens with a signing sometimes. It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, there's no point continuing to lie about it and continue right. to pretend nonsense because he's had a load of shoddy games, man. And Saturday, he literally let Ox boss him. And um, I, I I just I, I I don't know how you defend that one because Ox has done it twice now to him. So yeah, there were a lot of times where Jota was just peeling off him and he was like couldn't track him, couldn't cover him, like. He's not got the legs that I thought like yeah, he he's not. Was, he would. You know, there was a bit. There was a part. In the, there was really a part got. in the first half where Thiago like they just could. He could not like disengage the press, and he was just like pointing to get the ball off Thiago, and no one was around him trying to do anything. It was quite funny. Um, but yeah, whatever, whatever PR effort. Maybe for Arsenal fans, don't do music videos for signings <laughs> like, straight off the bat. <laughs> Give them yeah. six months to bed in and then do the music video. Drop the single I, first, then do the video later. I'm just trying to remember what we were like when Liverpool were washed. And were we, were we like just trying to overrate absolutely everybody? Or I, I, I can't, because, you know, I, I can't remember if it was to, to the levels that they go to to kind of defend their players and try and make them look as... So what, one, one example I'll use is, how much did you convince yourself when we signed Balotelli that this was going to work? Oh yeah, I was in. I was. I was. But I, I was, was going to say that Balotelli. I bought like the, the shirt. The world or I bought the shirt. Yeah, you it. did, didn't you? You bought the shirt. I bought the shirt, man. Number four, <laughs> fine. I bought it on the day he signed. I was so happy. I was like, yes, we fucking got it. Balotelli, Sterling, Sterling. We're gonna fucking smash yeah, man up. Well. 
Yeah, we saw it for one goal. I think the difference is that, like, we was gassed because we were signing good players, but it's not like we were saying he's like, you know what I'm saying, top five in the world or top ten. Yeah, we never yeah. signed anyone. Yeah, yeah, like, I hope they can. Even when we signed Torres, like, Torres was a great young, you know what I'm saying, prodigy, but it was never like he's one of the best strikers in the world right now. It was always like, can he come and prove it at Liverpool first before man can call him this stuff? Whereas, like, Partey's already a top five midfield in the world before he even gets to Arsenal, apparently. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, you can't call someone a top five player in the world when we literally saw him get cooked at Anfield um, the season before. So it's just, yeah, they're, they're a different breed. Um, so it is what it is there. But but yeah, Min- Minamino, um, really oh, yeah, good exactly. to see him get that, see him get that goal. He gets <laughs> I it, he's been get- I forgot, I forgot, I forgot what we're talking about. We're doing exactly what we're not supposed to be doing to him, man. This is what's been going on with him. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> just like, he's just there, like, no. Oh, oh yeah, Turkey. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about him quickly. Oh, good lad. Good lad. <laughs> it's nice to see him getting in, getting get his goals in. And I think in every appearance that he's been in um, so far this season, he's, he's looked really impressive. He looks like he's actually matured into what we need from this Liverpool side. Not to say he's mature as a player or whatnot, but I feel like he's finally getting the nuances of of the attack. Um, so do we all expect him to play today, tomorrow, today, uh, against Porto? And, yeah. so where do you force, and where do you see him playing? I don't know what position Taki plays, man. I don't, That's I, the only I, downside to the Taki experiment, because I still yeah. have no idea what side is his best. Klopp said in the conference that like Taki gives us a great problem, and you know when he kind of uses terminology like this, it's kind of like ugh. like he was like it gives a great problem because you can kind of play four positions. He can play like left, right. He can play through the middle. He can play as an eight, and it's just like well, damn, you don't really know his best position then. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's, 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 his, it's his subtle way of saying, yeah, brother, I don't even know where he plays. So good luck for getting <laughs> that one out. <laughs> Yeah, I think he'll play on one of the wings. So I think probably right wing. I can imagine that he probably takes Salah's place on the right. Origi goes probably through the middle, and um, I don't know, maybe like a jot on the left or something like that. So maybe I, I'll take. Now, what something. about Nico right wing man? No, he played. He played. He's he played left wing back as me for um, for Wales. I thought I'm before that, let Nico cook. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nico's playing further forward. Yeah, he's been playing on the left. Oh, I thought he's been playing on the right. Yeah, because for us, he played right wing. Yeah, so when he was playing for Wales against Belgium, I think, was it last week? Yeah. He had this mad, mad run, cut and shoot yeah, where that, yeah. he was quite unlucky not to score and it was uh, from the left. So I was like, mm. okay, okay. Um, nice little experiment here to possibly get the price raised by about five million quid. So, what are we doing there. again? You're not talking about Taki. Yeah, true. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, see, the thing is with Taki and Origi, it's kind of like, I want to see them play at least one game with the like with our best team. So it's mm-hmm. unfair of them to every time they come in have to play of like you know what I'm saying the youth teams and kind of play with people that they never played before. So like obviously I just want Taki to get a chance with Sella, Mane, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying Thiago Fabinho because it's just like okay if he performs with our best because obviously we have quality players around him so hopefully he should improve too. So I, that's just I hope that at least you know what I'm saying that maybe in January they kind of get a chance to play with our better players. Let's see what they can do, man. I, I think I, I just want to say one thing about Taki, and it's like I don't know if I've said it on the main pod, on this pod, if I've said it on the Patreon pod, but I just feel so sorry for him, man. And every, I always go back to this every single time I talk about. It, I'm like, listen, I feel so sorry for the guy. He joined, he came to a city by himself, and then literally two weeks later, a pandemic happened. 
He, he was then forced to stay in his flat, not make any friends for months, didn't get to meet his teammates, had to do Zoom calls with them. He clearly didn't know much English, so he was finding it difficult to communicate with them. Um, and then obviously he, jo- he joins and starts playing in front of no crowd. There's no atmosphere, no nothing. Yeah, he wins the title and everything, but he didn't get that experience. He didn't get a good preseason either because of the pandemic again. And again, that entire season last season was in front of minimal crowds. Um, there were some games where you had a percentage of people, but he didn't have a settled... Yeah, he didn't have a settled start to the Liverpool career. Then he got sent out on loan. And it's like, you know what, man? I think Klopp's not exactly helped bed him in, pause, to the team. But I just feel as if the circumstances to his signing and just, just everything's not worked out so far. So I, I really want him to do well. We can see the quality in him. None of us have ever said, you know what, tacky shit. He should never. We've never said that because you can see he's actually good on the ball. You can see he's smart with his movement as well. The only problem with him is we don't actually know what his best position is. And the other thing is he doesn't call for the ball. He's just too quiet on the pitch. If you mm. watch him when he comes on the pitch, he never calls for it. He never. He hardly ever raises his hands. He just runs about and just hopes. He's just looking around, waiting for the ball to come to him. He finds he space, right? But he doesn't call for the ball. But he finds like a lot of space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want him to do so well, man. I was so happy for him that he scored against Arsenal. And you can see how happy he was because that was his first goal. Yeah, he loved that. that. He proper enjoyed it. And yeah, yeah, you can see yeah, how I'm happy everyone else was for him as well. You can see how happy everyone else was for him as well with with the celebration. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I just think he's he's just had, he's been so unlucky with 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 his move. Um, I really hope we can kind of make it work with him, and I, I hope. In the winter period, we've got quite a few games coming up. I hope Klopp starts to use him and we can see what he's about um, and hopefully find out what his best position is. Because, yeah, at this point, we're still stumped. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if he finds his voice a little bit more, you can definitely see how he'd operate as a number nine. But if he doesn't, if he's not really calling for it and, you know, he's getting in these good positions, it's all for naught, really, isn't it? In terms of finding the space and whatnot. So it's definitely a good, a good one to follow. Uh, looking at the Porto game, it's a bit of it's a weird one. We've got two games where they're quite non-factors. Um, I also feel a little bit sorry for someone, uh, you know, like like a kid or something. It's gonna be their first night, you know, first European night at Anfield under the lights, and it's not really got anything to play for. Considering we've done all of the good business before, um, it kind of reminds me of when I took an ex-girlfriend of mine to um, a a Europa League game. It was the one against Utrecht. Where Roy Hodgson lied and said he was going to put out a full, full, full Liverpool eleven, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to play Torres Gerrard." Now I get there, it's like Jovanovic is playing, and you know all these like shit guys on there. Some Asaidi and them, man. Bro, just bombs, man. That's just like Roy Hodgson literally embarrassed me in front of the host. That's what happened. Where's Torres? That's her line, you know. She was like, "You told me these were good," and I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, they're not. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, man, Roy Hodgson embarrassed me in front of the host. That's what Bro, you is. give us a lot of stories about you taking an extra football game, man. Why do you keep <laughs> taking up football games? <laughs> what the hell? It's like you know, you know when like you go out with your girl, she actually picks the film. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but I just put the activity in it. Like I've got <laughs> these tickets, so I might as well just go now. But you did it whilst you were washed. <laughs> yeah, true. I just wanted the day out to be honest with you, more than anything. Oh man, no, I respect oh, you. Yeah, look, she just uh, frees in, just not really. She, she has to be interested in the football, surely. 
Or she yeah, was? she did. She did have some interest in the football, so it wasn't too bad. Okay, but still, we were we were very washed. And um, man, that period we were definitely washed. We were awful. Um, the washed chronicles of Coffee and Fracas coming soon to the Patreon page. Um, but no, yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, you know, the no, we got to re- no, 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 we got to relive the pain. Listen, we, 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 basically, we were never there. Like you got to forget. Like man's forgot about all of that. Man, I'm prestige now. Like man, I forgot about. We act brand new. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, everyone says that we act brand new. So let, let's actually act brand new. And yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but yeah, <laughs> that 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 portal game. I'm interested to kind of see a couple of people. I think. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see Tyler Morton because he was he was in a lot of farting spaces last day. Yo, yo, wow, space yesterday though. Someone Chris, that's your guy. Listen, I, I... what space was he in? Sorry, <laughs> he was in a farting space. <laughs> Bro, bro, literally, it was his Twitter account, and he was in a space here where people were just jumping on the mic, fighting, and Tyler Morton was in that space. If it was the squirting space, I could possibly defend him, but a farting space, that's Ellis's boy there, that ain't mine. He was doing that whole single dialect and whatever yesterday, did you see that, Chris? I saw Bruno in one of them, and I was like, "Brother, you got a game in like you know an hour. What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyler Morton was listening to farts, mate. He was listening yeah. to man. Mate, he just got his Premier League debut. Like, what is that? What you're gonna be doing? After your <laughs> 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 I might have to divest the stocks now. Uh, players having a sense of humour, but hey. yeah, true. <laughs> Fighting spaces. What's the what, techno- technology is such a wonderful thing, and then we just do things like fighting spaces. You know what I mean? <laughs> God must hate us, man. Isn't it? He must just look down. He does, like, isn't he? Oh, fucked up, man. Fuck Steve Jobs is crawling in his grave. Um, hopefully sorry, he's about, you, yeah, no. Hopefully he's in the right frame of mind to play a game. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm in, like, I'm happy to see. I want to see Phillips. You know, I haven't seen Phillips play a game. For donkeys, yeah. I feel so he just played like he signed a new contract. Obviously, I know why he signed a new contract, obviously, to kind of protect his value. But hopefully he gets a game along with Kanate. You see Nico Williams. Um, but yeah, I have this sneaky, sneaky suspicion, especially because, in my opinion, I think the player that always does the press conferences always tends to play. And Thiago was doing a press conference yesterday, so I just have a sneaky sneaky suspicion that he's gonna play. What do you guys think about Thiago starting tomorrow? It would be fucking stupid if he does. <laughs> like, yesterday, so, but it might, it might be a thing where he needs rhythm, kind of thing. Yeah, no, no. If, I, if, I saw if that, he does like, be... if he does a quick forty-five, I'm okay with it. Just, yeah, it's, it's, it's needless 45. risk, isn't it? You know what I mean. I mean, you can make five subs. You can make yeah. five subs. In the CL, so, yeah, yeah. But based off that, I guess you could play a few um, um, main eleven players and kind of. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Score a couple of goals first half, and then ease off yeah. a bit. That's the. I'm kind of scared. He's going to play kind of a strong team because, um, in the press, obviously, um, last post match against, um, Atletico Madrid, he said that obviously the guy, um, the person interviewing him, Klopp, said that, um, you can rest your team now. You got two games left, and he was like, I can't rest the team because we got reward money to win. Like owners won't be very yeah. happy. So I don't know what you guys think. You think we're going to play a strong team or? 
Yeah, I mean, we need the money, bro. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the sum of things that we, we need as much. We, beggars can't be choosers at this point. If 2.5 million is on the table for a win, you got to go for that win, baby. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a mixture. I, I think Origi, Minamino, I don't know if Origi's still um, out with illness. I think he trained today. In the okay, training session. okay yeah. that's fine. Cool. So, yeah, so I guess Origi, Minamino will start. Um, Tyler Morton will definitely start. Um, I wonder who starts in front of Robbo or Shimikas. Because if Robbo starts that, you can interpret that as, yo, you're, you're playing with the washed up kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not main 11 this week. If, 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 I, if I was Robertson, I saw my name on the board, I would be like, hey, yo. Hey, yo, <laughs> respect, man. Uh, the, the key will be whether Robertson plays Leicester. Because he'll be like, do you not rate me, innit? What are you doing here? <laughs> League Cup. Okay. Okay, I see what it is. Yeah, so obviously Gomez, Canate, probably start. So is Gomez Canate. fit again? No, Why? He's not, he's not fit. What's wrong with him? He's, he's, I don't know. He's, he's got an injury. So he said that he's, he won't be back um, until... until Mad. Mad. Okay, so Canate and Matip. Canate and Phillips. Phillips. Or Phillips. But then again, Phillips has had ample opportunity to play other games like Carabao Cup and they've still not played him. So... I reckon he played this, bro. I was look. That I was watching the highlights from that Newcastle, Brentford game. Mm. I played Nat Phillips in some as many games as humanly possible to remind people how decent of a centre back he is. Because mm. there is a market where we can get fifteen billion quid for him in this January transfer window. Yeah, he he he's he's not bad. He's not bad. After all the he's jokes that everyone made. Yeah. Yeah, no, he 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 is good. He's not a bad defender um, aerially, and he did improve as time went on with the ball at his feet. <laughs> Surprisingly, he did get better. Um, but yeah, in terms of the team tomorrow, I think it'll be a mixture. I think yeah, Peter has a point. Potentially, Thiago Hendo potentially could start, and because we've got five subs, take him off at half time mm. uh, on the sixtieth minute. I think just the rotation aspects of the next few weeks are going to be so key as we, you know, kind of progress more into this festive period because we're just going to need everyone fit and firing. Um, and it's good op- It's good opportunities to get people who are returning back from injury into some form of rhythm, get a few minutes into their legs especially, um, and just push on from there because God knows we're going to need them in the next few weeks, especially with AFCON and whatnot coming up. So it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with the squad utilisation. Um Oh, yeah, Klopp, I, I got to give Klopp a, a little bit of a warning. I didn't like that. What you said, what there's, there's an African tournament coming up. Hey, hey, big man. <laughs> hey, big man. It's a bit more than an African tournament, but hey, wait, wait. Yeah, carry on, Chris. No, no, fair, fair enough. I mean, if you want to be, you still have fire, a Arteta, most, So if you want to beef that man, I also got reprimanded. I also got reprimanded. I'll be honest. I got I got reprimanded in a chat with Chris. <laughs> so yeah, I, listen, listen. That that tournament shouldn't be going ahead, in my honest opinion. I think you know. Wait, wait. It should be going ahead. Maybe the timing should be changed, but no, yeah, yeah. The, as in, like, it shouldn't be going ahead in Jan. That's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't think the timing is correct. I think later on is fine, but I guess obviously temperature and all that kind of stuff. It's tough. It's tough to time it. It's tough to and time it. And the World it. Cup as well. You can't do it in the And summer. the World Cup. So you World can't Cup. then have a World Cup in December and then have the AFCON in Jan. Yeah, like it's it's, mm. it's a bit peak. So I, I get they have to squeeze it in somewhere, but it's a bit problematic because I, I just don't understand how the flights and stuff are going to work. Like I don't get it. I don't get how the how how you're going to have to um, isolate and all that kind of stuff and. 
yeah, it's it's all different for every country. So it's, it's not it was really a weird cool. one, wasn't it? Because obviously the lads came back from Brazil. They didn't have to isolate this time around. So yeah. I've basically just given up on what the fucking crack is. And then there's other people that had to go to Belgium and then came to England and yeah, just so they can bypass some weird rule. It makes no sense. Bro, it's, it's it's weird, man. It's weird, but yeah, let's we can talk about Afcon in end of December, and I'll I'll, I'll watch my tone. I don't want to offend any Afcon fans. I I'm, a, I'm also a big fan of Afcon, guys. I used to watch it on Eurosport. Let's not forget. Man, man's talking like you know that. I I I got I got a black friend, you know. My, I got black friend. <laughs> I got black friend. I used to watch you back in the day. Oh, you, know? Man. you know what, man? I've got boys so bad. It's just it's just it's just not good to watch. I can't. No, the final was lit last year. You remember? Who, no, was it two years ago? It was um, Algeria versus Senegal at Morris. Now you know you know what my favorite tournament was. The tournament where Zambia won it because Zambia. Oh, yeah, yeah. They played so well, man, and they had no star players, no nothing. They were just a solid team, and I yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. But I after remember that, the was last year. It wasn't Senegal. Was it Senegal, Chris? It was Algeria versus someone. But yeah. I know they knocked out. Mahrez knocked us out. Knocked Nigeria out with a free kick. Sweet free kick. Yeah, I think Algeria won it, didn't they? And was yeah. Mane in the final, and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah. But, um, but that'd be interesting. Who are who are the clear cut favourites for for Afcon, by the way, Peter? Who would I say that? Um, I think it will still be Algeria, you know. Um, they've, they've got a great team. I know Ivory Coast haven't qualified um, Nigeria in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I think it will probably, unless, like, you get a massive carry job from Salah. But, yeah, I'll was, I was, I was still see it as still being Algeria. Why not Nigeria? Let, let's say Nigeria get past the playoffs. Well, Nigeria, I mean, I mean, got injured, didn't he? Yeah, but it's not even that. We have a plethora of attackers. Like, we have... Um, Chuck Weezy, Villarreal, we have Dennis from um, Watford, we have Awobi, we have Moses Simon, we have Ayanacho, we have Aribo from Rangers. But the problem oh, one is... Year. Yeah. Yeah, one year as well. So there's loads of literally attackers um, that we have. We've got a, good, a lot of good players as well, but um, our manager's not not very good. So um, he keeps choosing people like Agalo got called up last time. Like, what is Agalo still doing in the squad? You have people like Ahmed Musa still getting called up. So yeah, our manager Peter overall, he's not very good. So yeah, so his his selection is a bit peak. Okay, interesting. But yeah, how's how's in um how's no how's how's your country doing? Yeah, I, I I was gonna say I was gonna ask Chris, how's the Indian national team doing yeah. first? <laughs> they have a very very nice football shirt. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I I got I got updated on the Bangladeshi national team today in the group chat. Yeah. Apparently, someone Munjimul Islam or someone like that has been bagging a few goals. What? I don't know. I don't know what. Do you, do you not follow them though? Like even I know. Why am not going to follow Bangladesh? Why am I going to follow India in fucking football? <laughs> like, cricket, football. yeah. It's a little pride. Cricket, I like, watch a little bit of pride, no. Wait, no, you know what it is, Peter. Where number one? Where are we supposed to watch it? They're not even on TV. So, <laughs> yeah, true. If, literally, if it was on TV, it's a different conversation. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me watch. Let me see what these men are about. They don't even show it on Bangladeshi TV, so oh, like, wow. it's not actually possible for us to watch Bangladesh for me to watch Bangladesh play. And I'm guessing it's the same for Christian India. Um, but yeah, let yeah, allow it, man. Why are you talking to us about football? You know what you're doing, pussy. 
Step into our cricket arena and then we'll see who's playing ball. Yeah, yeah. How Nigeria doing in cricket, Playboy? Come on. I wonder if Nigeria have a cricket team. Let me find out. Boy, boy, but yeah. Nigeria cricket team. Yo, they've actually got one. Mad. It's always a weird one with like whenever I think about kind of like India football. It's it's just mad because I always think like if we had one. Asian, British, Asian, Indian-born footballer. Like, I would get my Indian passport as soon as possible because the endorsement deals would be through the roof. Bro, I just know. Oh, I know. Sano Chetri. Was it Ch- Chetri? That is. He's still playing, you know. He's, of course, he would play because he's greatest player of all time. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's top. I think on FIFA he might be rated like in the seventies. He, you got a whole team for or whatever, and I think he's actually rated in the seventies. That was like 30, He's thirty-seven years old and he's still Chetri. kicking ball. Because Ronaldo, Ronaldo broke his record recently, didn't he? I remember there was that Indian player that used to play for France. Yeah, Vikaresh Dorosu. Dorosu, yeah, yeah. He actually played yeah, for the yeah. France national team. He what actually got in. Um, but yeah, who, yo, this Cherry guy doesn't even look Indian. What the hell is this? Yeah, anyway, anyway, back to Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yo, what? Who is this fraud, man? Yeah, Indian. It's like when you, you see like um, certain nations and they've got like a Brazilian who they've naturalised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always find I'm that really... Qatari or something. There's definitely going to be one in the Qataris here, isn't it? Yo, like the Qatar World Brazilian. Cup. Just watch how many of them men are not Qatari. That's going to be interesting. But, but yeah, man. I mean, fantastic win against Arsenal um, as per usual. I mean... I think there's a mad stat that Arsenal have only lost so many goals over 4 0, and I think 60% of them have been to Liverpool and they've been in the past kind of like 10 years. So it's always a nice thing to kind of know it's going to be a, not a comfortable ride, but it's going to be a, a guaranteed three points when we play them. Yeah, there are bitches, man. There are bitches. It's, it's mad how it's mad how badly they've fallen off. It's, it's not, it, we're not even gassing when we say it. They've literally fallen off. Like the quality of Arsenal is. Um, yeah, beyond repair at this point. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know when they start challenging Liverpool and and be like equal age mates again. It's it's been a bit mad for the past six years. Yeah. Um. Of course, we've got the game against Porto. Hopefully, we see how that goes. But yeah, it'll be a bit of a mixed bag. Um. I think. But as long as we kind of get players a bit up to firing speed, a few pleasant surprises in there too. I'm hoping that Origi can. You know really start to get going as well because we've been quite impressive this season. Same again with Minamino. And of course, we have Southampton at the weekend where we will do our usual weekend preview and our post-match show over on our Patreon page. So to subscribe and get access to that, head over to www.patreon.com forward slash fracas and sign up for as little as £3 a month today. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. Uh, I've been your host, Chris. I've been joined by Fahi and Peter. Um, Hopefully, we will see you later on this week for the Patreon content. If not, we will see you next Wednesday with yet another jam-packed episode of Cafe and Fracas. Until then, stay safe, stay sound, and we'll see you soon. Four. 
the elements are relevant is not in the track. I'm Four. up, run the shot, take it to the top, but still lay back as I fake the crap. I tap the bottle and twist the cap. I bring the essence of lessons to fight your whack. I'm adjusting, you can't test this. With the skills I got, yo, I should be arrested. One, two, three, four, get four. Can I get a chicks get a women? Can I get a four? Four, four, four. Sports Social Podcast Network.